Unfortunately, you've been exposed. You've been exposed to Community Rewatching 101, so we're going to have to have you take a test. No, it's not a Q-tip shoved up your nostril, although that will be pleasant compared to what we have in store for you. No, the test is you're going to have to endure an hour of Justin, Thomas, Heather, and Al. And if you can survive without your brains bleeding out your nose, you'll be okay. <laughs> so look at us. We've got the full crew assembled for the first time in like three episodes now. I'm oh, excited. Yeah. This is momentous. This is, we're at full strength, full power. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Great, great. How about you? I'm, I'm spiffy. I'm drinking a, a type of diet soda I've never heard before. So that's always good, right? Some some weird generic uh, knockoff that was sent from uh, Argentina or Zimbabwe or some country or another. I don't know. Neat. Uh, Los Angeles. I don't know where that is. So that's, oh, that sounds that's fancy, good. though. Yeah. Sounds exotic. Does it have a flavor or is it just chemicals like Diet Coke? Theoretically, black, black cherry, but I don't know. Well, we don't need to talk about my, my drink. What are you guys drinking? You got to be drinking more interesting things. I'm drinking water. Oh, okay. You know, I was going to have a glass of wine with me tonight, and I sadly couldn't make that happen, so I'm also drinking oh, water. Because we could hear Al getting more and more sloshed as the hour went on. I'm only more entertaining when when I'm drunk. When you're drunk. Sorry. It's one of those. And he's I'm dancing <laughs> on the table and singing by the end credits, so it would be amazing. Thomas, I've what are you I've just located some, uh, some bleach, which Heather suggested before the show for my cold, so... Yeah. Having a sip. Works great. Heather is not a medical professional. Please do not listen to Heather. And, as I said before, licenses, schmicenses. It's just a piece of paper. What are schmicenses? More things that I don't have. <laughs> well, tonight on Community Rewatching 101, or today, whenever you listen to this, we are going to be covering Season 1, Episode 10, Environmental Science. We are just chewing through Season 1, people. We are getting there. We are getting somewhere here. And in this episode, one of the subplots is surely learning some tips about public speaking. And so our opening question is this. What advice, what public speaking tips would you give somebody like Shirley who have never really done public speaking before? What have you learned and you would pass on in your great wisdom? Oh, that's a good question. I thought it was. That's why I wrote it down. I hope you have a good answer. <laughs> Don't do it. If you ever needed proof that we do not talk about this before the before the uh, recording starts, you have it now. <laughs> I didn't think it was a hard question. I don't know. I'm sorry. Have you guys We're ever done? We're here with the raw realism, folks. <laughs> have you ever done public speaking classes? Ever done? Yeah, I did a course actually. So I, I feel I should know something. <laughs> well, I'm terrible at it. I mean, I've had courses, but I hate it, and I'm terrible at it. So I don't know what to offer. Well, my advice is going to be listen to Thomas. Yeah, let's <laughs> just put all the pressure Absolutely. on Absolutely. All right, here's my advice is yeah. um, is uh, forget everything you think you know about public speaking. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm padding. Um, uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. And don't say brilliant um advice. and ah. Uh. See what I just did there? That was that was a bad example. That was don't do vocal that. ticks. Everybody has vocal ticks, and right. they're so hard to get rid of. And we all have ours. We have our tells. And I'm sure as you're listening to this podcast, you're going to hear them plenty of times. <laughs> but poor Shirley, she has she has Pierce to call her out on that. So, yeah. Uh, well, we'll move on. We'll go into the episode <laughs> itself. We really nailed it. Since that one flops, that let's just move along, folks. Justin writes down a note. Next time, ask him a very simple question. <laughs> I had my list of Jack Nicholson quotes ready, just in case you asked. Please. <laughs> you went a whole different direction. Oh, well, save those for later. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll need them. Okay, well, let's get into Season 1, Episode 10, Environmental Science, and we have a summary from our good friend Down Under. <clears throat> Community, Season 1, Episode 10, was written by Zach Pace, directed by Seth Gordon. And in this episode, Senior Chang concludes yet another exceptional Spanish lesson in what we can only assume is a long and successful career filled with exceptional Spanish lessons. By setting an unfair assignment, and the study group pressure Jeff into trying to get them all out of it. So Jeff uses his extensive charms to get close to Chang, maybe too close. Before long, 
Chang's best he's Chang's best friend and everybody hates him. Can Jeff solve Chang's emotional issues so he stops punishing his students? Meanwhile, Troy and Abed with their uh, struggle with their rat study assignment because Troy is absolutely terrified of said rats. Can Troy overcome his fears in the name of friendship? Meanwhile, meanwhile, Pierce gives Shirley some questionable pointers on her oral assignment, but will they actually turn out to be really helpful advice? All this and more is resolved with a memorable concert by the one and the only, all the way from Ireland, none other than not the real Green Day. I want to see how many meanwhiles you were going to shove in. That That was awesome. (laughs) I considered it. Yeah. This is a show with, uh, this is an episode with a whole lot of moving parts. It's maybe the most number of subplots that they've crammed into an episode. Yeah, there are like four or five threads going on in this episode. It's pretty wild. Yeah, they they bounce. And I think they're kind of walking a little bit of a tightrope here. If they get the balance not right, this episode could have been really... To, you know just disastrous but they do okay I, yeah i feel no i think that they balance i don't think there's a there's a dud of a subplot in here at all i, I really not to jump to the end of the podcast but <laughs> i think they really do kill it this episode all right I'm what so are you writing it this all comes to no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so and also you might notice that in this episode because there's so much going on the scenes tend to be much shorter and then, you know, then in the previous nine episodes where they give these scenes more room to breathe, these are like little bite sized scenes sometimes like boom, 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 boom. And they're just kicking back and forth. So it's uh, you, you got to be on your toes. It's I've kind of had a hard time figuring out the timeline of this episode. Like, when does it take place? It seems like a lot of it takes place at night. But uh, if you look, a lot of the uh, the windows have. An abundance of foliage outside. So you have absolutely no idea. It's like that fake movie TV mm. you know, set foliage. So every single window, you just have no idea. Like, I, I didn't know if it was day or night, if separate days. I know that there's at least two days that go on here. So uh, I felt a little discombobulated. But let's get into the beginning of it here. And those who have been looking forward to another Dean announcement, here we go. He makes one in person. <laughs> Not over the PA system. He decides to show up in person for some reason in the cafeteria with his cruddy little boombox and make an announcement that Greendale is celebrating Green Week. And I, I, I like he has everybody's attention except Jeff, of course. Jeff's on his phone doing his, his phone thing. And uh, yeah, Green Week. And he's renaming the college. What is the new name of the college? It's Envirodale, naturally. Envirodale. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those posters. So bad, the Envirodale posters. Where would you put that? I'd put it right in front of my computer right here. Be awesome. All right. Yeah. So, and then a, a Starburns gets his, like, one line of the episode. He's like, we're, dude, we're already called Greendale. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the dean announces that Green Day is coming. And it's like, hey, check that out. Starburn's like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't seem like a person who really listens to Green Day anyway. So, yeah. So what what do you guys think about this opening scene here? I don't want to have to recap all of it. But he printed out an awful lot of posters. How many people go to that college to justify 5,000 posters? I don't know. That's a staggering amount. Well, you figured there's six lanes in the Olympic-sized swimming pool, so we got at least enough people to fill that. That's true. (laughs) I can't imagine the complications of actually renaming the school to Envirodale. Like, did they have to let everybody, all the staff know, change all the logos? You know, if they were doing it properly, which it sounds like the dean would... Uh, then there could have been a lot of confusion around that. Uh, someone just got into Greendale, but then it doesn't exist anymore, etc. <laughs> I kind of like, an- like to think it's like minor league baseball, where they ha- they'll have like their theme weeks, and if you go there on the one night, they've changed all of their gear over and all of like the gift shop stuff <laughs> over. Yeah. So it's you know, it's now a goat with a lightsaber or something because it's Star Wars night. <laughs> like Again, for a, for a college that is really broke. 
and a lot of times they, they really hammered home that point. Uh, they have no problem. Dean has no problem spending a lot of money. I mean, like make 5,000 more of these posters. We're trying to save the world. <laughs> he, he just likes to, I mean, yeah, obviously he's comically missing the point, but I just like so, the fact he shows up in person to win them over. I don't know why I found that charming. I just really did. I also like that he has like that boot, that, that boom box is like, that's like do the right thing boombox. Like like Radio Rahim boombox. That's gotta be <laughs> it's probably twenty years old at least when this was filmed. Is this the same one? Did anybody check from the pilot at the very beginning when he does announcements through the boombox? Oh, that's oh, no. a great question. It very well could be. I, I kinda thought it looked a little smaller, but I was too lazy to go back and check. So I'll just put it out there. You know, I do think that this episode could be, um, do they talk at all more about the Green Day concert and when that is going to be? Because you talked about the timeline of the episode. And if he's announcing Green Week, presumably that means it's starting, I would guess, right now. And I would assume the Green Day concert would be like the culminating factor of the week. So could we guess a at least a five-day turnaround or a seven-day turnaround for this episode from start to finish? I think it's just two days because I think that what decides it is uh winger and and chang because uh, he goes in the office later he confronts chang and then chang said you know he basically teases like hey i'll take you out sometime chang says tonight and so they go out it's the next day it's the later half of the episode jeff has the hangover um they talk about going out again but that day ends in the concert i don't i don't see any other day breaks Hmm. Unless, unless I, I'm misreading it. Yeah, now I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I got the impression there. This were multiple nights of them going out together every night because that's what Jeff talked himself into as a way to get out of doing whatever work that people are getting assigned. Hmm. All right. Well, we definitely, we definitely leapfrogged ahead a little bit there. So let's let's skitter back hmm. and go to Spanish 101, uh, where Chang's giving everybody a test. Love this scene. It may be one of my favorite Chang scenes of season one. Just this guy just timing them and then saying, time's up. And he has the class so conditioned, they instantly put their pencils down and raise their hands like they're being arrested. <laughs> like they're little kids, right? <laughs> right. And Annie being dragged out of the class is... <laughs> that, that, was, that was the first moment in this episode that made me laugh out loud. And it's, it's so <laughs> wonderfully done. There's no dialogue. There's no. It, it's almost understated if it wasn't so ridiculous. <laughs> He just locks eyes with her, and she looks at him, and looks at the class, and she she starts making like a mouth sound, but it never quite got to anything. Yeah, her face really sells it for me in this scene. Because that is that is Annie. We've been we've been tracking how Chang doesn't really like Annie that much. She's she's way too over ambitious for his class, and kind of annoys the crud out of her. So Chang gives him an, uh, an assignment, one page in Spanish on the subject, Annie's mistake. And, <laughs> and then they all start protesting. So it's two pages on the consequences of questioning authority. Then six pages on ignorance. Britta butts in to suck up. And then that nets them 20 pages on butt kissing. So thank you, Britta. I love Britta's how condescending she's being it's just like guys guys we respect your authority <laughs> what do you guys think about this scene overall or any other well of course i love it as, oh as, yeah you yeah, would yeah <laughs> this is a good chang episode it's You're a have great a chang ep- i had a wonderful time he's uh he's in rare form here mm-hmm and I love the little button on the end with Annie in the window. Still finds it to somehow <laughs> run out of the hallway around the building to the window so she can take notes on the assignment. Yeah. yeah. 20, 20 pages. <laughs> if I was and in this they, class, yeah. I would be like, like initially it's, it's a, it's an improvised one page assignment. I'm like, Oh no, this is terrible. And then it's like five pages. I'm like, Oh, this is really bad. But then once it's like 10 pages or more, I'm like, well, it's just not happening. So <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm out. 
And that actually takes us to our, our next scene where they go to the study room to complain and Shirley gets an amazing line. She's like, well, all I know how to say is hello, tomorrow, and tables are female. <laughs> <laughs> Which shows you, like, the, again, this is this is a running kind of joke of season one. They don't learn Spanish mm-hmm. at all. No. Like, they don't. They get to the final and we'll eventually get there. When they get to the final, we see how sort of little they know although something seems to have sunk in and they're able to talk fluently but they know very very little and yeah so two to you know 20 pages although i would want to read that paper <laughs> i'd want to read what they came up so with is the final paper on all of those topics i thought he was just supplanting so he's replacing replacing the topic yeah. at hand with a new topic because one page on annie's mistake would have been great like well, okay, so <laughs> yeah. here here's my revised opening question for you. If you had to write a paper, say they were all the same length, uh, would you want to write on Annie's mistake, the consequences of questioning authority, ignorance, or butt kissing? <laughs> consequences of questioning authority: fight the power, man. <laughs> Rage against the machine. I'd go Annie's mistake. That could be fun. Yeah. To describe exactly what occurred there in Spanish. You could get on Shang's good side there if you really dragged Annie through the mud. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I want to do mine on butt kissing. I don't want to see what Annie wrote about herself if she had to write about her mistake. That would have been... Okay. So in the, in the study room, they're complaining. Shirley's freaking out. Uh, on top of the paper, she's got a public speaking presentation. This 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 whole episode man a lot of stuff starts happening so they are just charging into all these subplots so she's got a public speaking class and she has to do a presentation and for some reason she accepts help from pierce which never ever and she even comments on what a terrible idea it is but she's so desperate that she will accept his help anyway yes (laughs) and the irony is kind of works out pretty well for her like pierce is not terrible as a coach I don't know. It's it's one of those, you know, Pierce is a little bit on the side of, even though he's he made a racist Irish joke earlier, uh, he's, he's slightly on the, the side of acceptability and likableness this episode. So, I also like his line earlier in this scene, if Chang goes any more nuts, he's going to win a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. And Troy and Abed talk about their subplot. So everybody's like setting up their vocally setting up their subplot that they're taking biology here. And that just made me stop the episode entirely and went, whoa, 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 stop. They're taking biology season one. But as a group, they will all take biology season three. I think we just caught them in a little bit of a contradiction here. A little bit mm-hmm. of a, a, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're so dumb they failed biology. And <laughs> went back, but. Could it be a different it, level of biology? Like 102? It could be, but that's not really their major, is it? Maybe this class is the lab and season three is the lecture. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Al figured it out. Boom. Except since, I don't know. Season three, they do a lot of experiments. The yams? That's true. There are yams involved in that season. Mm. Mm. All right. I'm just putting that out there. I, that that was one Don't worry. We'll, we'll figure this out. Or people want to write in with their explanations. Please let us know. I'm sure someone <laughs> out there has the answer. Troy, Troy reveals that he's deathly afraid of rats. Um, but he not that he's afraid of them. He chooses not to be around them because they are unpopular. And the <laughs> same goes for centipedes and lakes. It's not wrong. Lakes. So is Troy afraid of lakes, or does he think lakes are unpopular? <laughs> I'm going to say unpopular, because, I mean, everyone likes the ocean, or, or, you know, everyone has strong feelings about the ocean, at least, and, and seas and rivers, but lakes are just kind of there. I think you lakes know? are underrated. You know, you don't have sharks it's, usually in lakes. It's lazy water. Lazy water. <laughs> I'm struggling to remember the last time I heard anyone talk like favorably about about lakes. Pretty unpopular bodies of water. Hey, I I I'm from Michigan, man. We had we had great lakes. Really? What, what's good about your lakes? <laughs> they were great. They were just great. And so they uh, 
the in desperation with this 20 page paper looming over their head they decide let's sick jeff on chang and jeff is still texting away and they all just stare at him <laughs> he's obviously not been listening to anybody he's like in a way you're all right i just like that's his default of course they're staring at me they're all right um yeah. And I love he he does he, he like like verbal he does like verbal jujitsu, and turns the conversation immediately back on them within two sentences. Yeah, I'm not convincing. I can't even convince you guys to leave me alone. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, but you are convincing. He's like crap. <laughs> and then I I think this was Annie's. In my opinion, this was her line of the episode. <laughs> She's like, "Well, guess what, handsome hobo? Your gravy train is leaving the station." And the way she just looks right at him and does that slow mo, chugga 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 choo choo, it's hilarious. And then Troy like ignore what she's saying, <laughs> just <laughs> ignore what she's doing. This is serious, and she's so totally committed <laughs> to, oh, to the so bit. So committed to it. And just uh, the the use of the phrase "handsome hobo," I applaud that. That, that. that didn't come out of nowhere, did it? I don't know. So, so is this a good idea? Do you think this is a good idea that they they sent Jeff? Because they they already talked about they can't complain to the dean. Nobody's firing Chang because nobody wants to teach Spanish here. So they kind of headed off that little possible plot thread. Uh, was this a good idea sending Jeff to deal with the problem? I mean, I can see how they saw Jeff as their best chance at having a discussion with someone and making an argument for something. But it obviously turned out to not be a good idea. Because Chang's insane, man. What did... Well, you know, it's this... I, this reminds me a little bit of The Incredible Hulk. All right, Jeff is like the Hulk. <laughs> Do you remember the movie where... Ed Norton, the as Bruce Banner, at the end of the movie says, "Like I know I can't control him, but maybe I can just sort of aim him." And I think that's what they have to learn to do with Jeff. Jeff's going to do Jeff. That's always going to be the case. But he can solve problems. So maybe they can't tell him what to do or tell him how to do it. But he eventually has to kind of bumble his way into the solution that's going to be good for everyone. Because he is a decent person, but he is always going to do the selfish thing first. He's got to touch the stove, learn that it's hot, and then figure out how to do it correctly. But he'll get it done. So I think once they've accepted that, he becomes a useful tool. As opposed to the kind of tool he's been all season. Badoom. Yeah. <laughs> jokes. And I guess they're aiming his, his skill in persuasion at Chang. And then his... And then it, it turns out that Chang is too <laughs> easily persuaded and maybe Jeff's powers came in too hot and too effective on Chang. And that causes some problems. Well, I love this next part because nothing really in the episode prepares you for what's going to happen. It just, they throw you into the deep end of weirdness and watch if you sink or swim because we go right into the Dean's office and you see him just... <laughs> watching his computer and then we see what he's watching <laughs> how do uh, we describe yes. this heather how do we describe why this? me you haven't talked a lot um so you get the weirdness that didn't mean that that's what i wanted but okay i'd best i could tell it was a muscular dalmatian person a furry i think it was a furry Right. He's flexing. He's doing a little bit of, I don't know. I, I, I was going to go cow more than Dalmatian, but oh, was it? Oh, it's Dal I'm getting what? that mixed up with when he has people dressed as Dalmatians come in and join him at that dance. I think it's supposed to be a Dalmatian. It's but supposed I, to be I guess we are realizing there's a fine line between Dalmatian and cow. Hmm. I'm have, getting I, uncomfortable with this conversation, guys. Well, before we leave, I hope was it he a centaur? Something in me. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been there, right? <laughs> because you know, his, he wants to be awake. That's <laughs> yeah. that's an old joke. Like, yeah. like, why, why are you watching you, it? <laughs> why would you keep staring at this? And of course, I, I paused it because it's such in the episode. If you're just watching it, is it's really quick, and it's one of those. What did I just see? Like, what? But, you know, like if you're watching on network TV and you didn't like back in the day and you didn't have TiVo and it just it just happened, it would like break your brain for a little bit. <laughs> and you would just go, OK, that was 
Uh-huh. But now that I can pause it, I can say it is way more disturbing when you just stare at it for a while. Like this is this is something that would come out of the shadows and it would be the last thing you saw as you screamed yourself to death. How long did you have that paused pause. on that frame? Because, because I was trying to read the comments uh, next to the video. Mm. And, they, and they weren't really that interesting. There was one I'm and sure it was they weird. It's, it said, I feel like a game show host. I'm sure you would protect your property if somebody was stealing it. <laughs> so... So yeah. do you want to dig into some explanation about who he was? Because I was going to watch this a second time and didn't get to. And in my head, I he's sort of a centaur and sort of a, a cow or apparently Dalmatian and kind of like <laughs> Tim Curry from Legend as like the giant evil devil man. But I, I feel like I missed it. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's just way too muscular of a furry suit. Like you're just not – I think that's really what makes it super disturbing. It's not somebody who's dressing up like a, a Halloween – kind of costume it's somebody who obviously put all of the muscles that don't belong on any sort of dog on a person and made it look <laughs> like a dog i yeah i don't know it's like the shining it's like that, that room in the shining where the, 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 he, the, she goes in that room and there's those people in those masks and just for a second and you see it and you're like oh well i'm scarred for life thank you mm-hmm. that was yeah <laughs> and it's amazing so it's, as you say that like it's just it has literally nothing to do with the scene before it, after it, or in this whole episode. It's just, just kind of there. sets up that Dean has some interesting tastes. Yeah. And it will continue. You know, you're talking about The Shining, and then they're talking about Jack Nicholson quotes. Maybe you've made a connection here. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're sharp cookie mm-hmm. tonight. Well, uh, the Dean then uh, looks up and he meets Green Day. Who is has an extra e, the g r e e n e d a e y e, which is uh, apparently an Irish uh, pop group, uh, not to be confused with the other Green Day. Uh, this is another great scene, great little bit to pause on because then you can look at each member of the band, and the older lady with the little penny whistle, she looks so grumpy. I love it. I just. She's just standing there angry and she's holding this little tin whistle and I love it. I love it. I want to hear them. That's delightful. Yeah. Then we go to Chang's office and what happens in Chang's office here? As Jeff goes to confront him. Well, we found out that Chang taught them that esposa means liar, which I thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff instantly figures out or pegs him that his wife just left him, which tells us that he had a wife, which I don't think we knew about before this moment. And um, he, he pieces together, like he does a little Sherlock thing right away. He's like, hey, these are the five clues I just noticed and have noticed all week, including the one you just mentioned. Uh, so yeah, Jeff, Jeff notices stuff when he wants to. He's not texting all the time. I love that Chang decided that to get back at his wife, he was going to create a little word balloon and <laughs> fill it in and then put it in the picture in his own office. Yeah. His office is weird. Did you guys t- take any time to really look at his office? I can't it's, look at anything but the LT gray thing behind the him. The giant LT gray <clears throat> sign. Yeah, I get the distracted. The big tiger. Yep. His whole office is like a... Um, some sort of rich safari guy's headquarters or something. It's really decked out. <laughs> and on top of that, when Al, when you were talking about that picture of him and his wife with the little word bubble, anybody look next to the picture? Did you see what was on the bulletin board? I didn't. I don't think anybody does because I, I had never noticed this. It's Jeff. Jeff's picture and his bio are Stuck to his bulletin board. Well, that's normal what? and healthy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That is entirely in keeping with Chang. <laughs> yeah. With the guy who keeps uh, pickled bull testicles in his drawers, apparently. Bet you can't eat just one. Uh. <laughs> Are you offering or collecting? <laughs> <laughs> that the look on Jeff's face, like I really need to get out of here right now. Uh, this yeah. is you know like when you're confronted with a serial killer and you're just trying to placate them with little nice you know like ha 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 we're gonna laugh and then I'm gonna run. Jeff is that's, very that's quickly in a no win situation here. He can yes. uh, get in Chang's good books and that 
is very quickly a bad place to be. Or he's got to be in Chang's bad books. And uh, that's also a bad place to be. Huh. Yeah. Great line. <laughs> Chang line. He said, I don't, don't. Don't mistake, I pleasured that woman greatly. And just like you look like you would have to. <laughs> but uh, it's just weird. It's weird knowing everything we know about Chang from here on out that he was married. And I guess even after this episode, that doesn't continue. They don't stay together. There's no indication that he continues to be married. He just doesn't seem like the marriable type. So yeah. I want... So many questions I want to know about their relationship, which apparently was based on, founded on dancing. Which we know from the scene in which they dance that it's not that impressive anyway, so it just really leaves it a bigger mystery. So many questions. Dalmatians, dancing, what's going on? And then in the biology lab, uh, they're singing to rats. And, and we get Garrett. And his one great line of the episode singing, huh. row, row, row your boat in in a monotone, which is, Garrett, I love you, dude. Never change. <laughs> Just the way he's like, row, row, row your boat. <laughs> he's very determined. He's very, very aggressive. Determined. Yeah. <laughs> that one girl's like holding that rat up. I was, I was thinking, man, that rat is not a happy rat. Just being dangled there like that. Having somebody sing at him. What is, the, what is this experiment trying to prove, anyways? What was the point here? I don't really that know. They, they were just supposed to train to them music? to respond to the music, but they weren't really clear on how they were supposed to respond. So I kind of wonder, well, couldn't you just say literally anything they're doing is a response? <laughs> like, I think Troy and Abed's rat might have, um, what did it do? It, it kind of went to the side of the cage and hit something or ate something or... It, it did some little reaction when they sang to it the first time. Yeah, it did hey, some. Call the rat by its proper name, there, Thomas. Oh, oh. my apologies. Fievel. It's Fievel the rat. Fievel, Fievel, Fievel. I'm going to write that down. I've been get that wrong again. Jeez. <laughs> I love that Abed goes for the American Tale reference. Is yes. yeah, me too. You know, everybody else sticks with the bland generic songs but abed has got to go super specific <laughs> cartoons. Did, did you have to pick a duet <laughs> <laughs> troy troy is just not having any part of this not having any part of the rat not having any part of the having to sing when he has to sing just the anger on his voice all right i'm sorry the anger in his face as he looks at abed abed doesn't care he's just in his happy little abed place but troy is just not very happy and i that that makes it that makes it a scene that I cherish. I love it. And um yeah, it's a great song too, by the way. I always love this song. Me too. Right. Out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And every bit like this just gets us one step closer to Troy and Abbott in the morning, which is <laughs> very nice. We're not quite there yet, are we? That's true. No. Not yet. <laughs> I used to put somewhere out there on all of the mixtapes I made for my girlfriends in college. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> That's adorable. It's one of the first pieces I ever really wanted to learn when I started playing piano. Can you play it? I am assuming I still can. I don't know where my sheet music is, but I mean, if it's that important to you, I can try to get it going. Absolutely. We need something for the end credits. Oh, there <laughs> so. you go. Yes, listen to me bumble through that and hit every wrong note. <laughs> so the rat Fievel escapes. Troy freaks out. Great leap on top of the uh, the lab table, by the way. That was good. I, I love how this becomes Troy's worst nightmare because he just said how he doesn't like rats because they're uncool. And this <laughs> rat escapes, which makes him freak out. Everyone sees it and laughs at him. Everybody. Everybody. We get a great amount of Troy screaming and scared and squealing this episode. Oh, it's, it's always so a delight. <laughs> yes, he really goes for it this episode. It's awesome. <laughs> and so Jeff, Jeff uh, sold the whole team out. He realizes that he has uh, an unexpected way out of this whole assignment by taking Chang out, but it only gets him out of the assignment. And you think like this is this is the funny little part. Any other sitcom, there would be this moment where there may be another whole scene where the person really deliberates over this action. And Jeff is like, there's not even a pause. He's like, yep, 
let's do it. I'm <laughs> totally cool with it. And then uh, Abed pokes his head in to look for the rat, and, he's, and Chang's like, Abed? And he's like, El Tigre? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good little moment. It's, it's a good little moment. And Chang is so <clears throat> proud in that moment that someone called him El Tigre. Yes. Because Abed would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Abed, you know, professors say, this is my weird nickname. Nobody would respect Abed B. Yep, I will call you that. No problem. That'll be fine. So now it is the next day since we're now tracking a timeline. Jeff has a hangover, but he pretends like it's because Shang yelled at him so much. It's a very, very unconvincing bit. And Britta, of course, is very suspicious. Um, but yeah. And uh, and Troy, Troy ditches Abed because he doesn't want to do anything with the rat or singing. Um, and Britta gets to be a little condescending. Which you know, yay, Britta! I don't. I think this is not a great Britta episode. She doesn't get a lot of good stuff here. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Is this? She's, the, hmm? so is this the scene where Britta gets uh, first? She gets shamed for being too cold, and then she gets shamed for uh, for the opposite. Is that, is this that scene? No, I think it's a, the one where she's like, you know, maybe the rat's gone to a better place, like a happy farm or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, join us in the real world here, Britta. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, yet. yeah. I thought that was a good. Those are good Britta moments, even though that was stuff happening to her and maybe not her being uh, proactive. Yeah. And I enjoyed uh, how Annie, uh, feeling sorry for Jeff, offers to do more homework for him and he's uh, he's like oh, next time I'll, I'll cash that in later he's very willing to accept <laughs> some more homework help and his brain is like jackpot yeah. <laughs> like, extra cherry on top of his little sunday he's are we in the scene that has the devious clump of overpriced fabric and hair product insult? Not yet. Not uh, yet. I jumped ahead. My apologies. We, yeah, we, go, we gotta <laughs> talk always. about we, oh no we gotta talk about pierce and shirley first because we have their first mm. bit of practice here. Actually, their only bit of practice. So they're alone. And which, again, I was thinking, man, surely I would not want to get in a room alone with Pierce. I mean, this guy was harassing her. I don't mm. I, can't, I just don't know why she did this. Uh, but Pierce coaches her. All right, let's talk about this scene. Pierce coaching Shirley. Like it, dislike it. What works, what doesn't. Well, this scene has my favorite line in the episode, I think. Uh, any guesses, guesses what it is? It's the one where he's like, uh, uh, you know what happens when you lock your knees? You die. It's <laughs> 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 a good way of putting it. Don't lock your knees. <laughs> well, you know, well, I just- thought that was an actual public speaking tip. Like, that's a bad thing to do. Like yeah. seriously, I've, I've I've taken public speaking courses, and I know you. There's things you don't do with your your legs. You don't lock them stock still because eventually you're gonna like tip over and fall. Uh, or but you also can't be like shuffling around a lot. You have to figure out just enough. Like you have to keep your knees just bent enough that you have a little bit of like a spring there. Absolutely, um, so, I think locking your knees yeah. too much actually is bad for your knees as well. So it there might be some truth to the you die a bit. I mean, it's putting it strongly, but, you know, it's just not maybe good it was just, Maybe he was just, like, seriously being metaphorical and just saying, you know, like, y- you'll die up there, kid. Right. That's yeah. kind of how I took it, but it's a good line. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, Justin, he's really not bad at this. All of his advice, it's all ridiculous, but it's also not necessarily Good, good hand gestures, like the way he does hand gestures. Right. Getting people's attention, throwing in a... Jack Nicholson quote, why not? Sure. All right, now, now, son. Jack Nicholson quotes. Go oh, I, I closed the document. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. What? You didn't have a document. Likely story. Liar, liar, pants on fire, you handsome hobo. <laughs> I did a... Yeah? Oh, I was just going to give a distraction. Um, so, <laughs> at the start of the scene, did you catch what Shirley was talking about in her, or how she was describing her, her business idea? Like the hmm. Napster for brownies? The Napster for brownies. That sure was a timely reference there. Right? <laughs> like, oh, Again, Napster. 10 years out of date when it aired. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Do people still know what Napster is? 
It pops oh, up was. on the nostalgia Reddit every once in a while, and people go, oh yeah, <laughs> Napster. That was a thing that infected our computers with all sorts of fun viruses as we tried to download Metallica. Yeah, it was good. Good times. <laughs> Thomas, we'll explain it to you later. <laughs> so, <laughs> I always, this scene, I... I love um, what made me laugh the most. And it's always the detail I never noticed until Pierce points it out is Shirley's enormous pit stains. Like how much she's sweating through that shirt. And he's just like, probably going to want to wear a different shirt. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's not subtle. But I thought that was funny. I think maybe we could use Pierce's final technique on this show. Uh, anytime any of us say, um, we just go, um, um, <laughs> um. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I'll do it. I imagine it's effective if someone's doing that for you. You you quickly realize (laughs) what you're saying. It seemed that she did. It also seemed like she wanted to murder him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When he called her out on like, (laughs) she wasn't using it as a filler word. Not a filler word. (laughs) When I was finishing my master's in education and doing my student teaching, my cooperating teacher, who was the lady whose room I took over, uh, spent a couple of days, uh, it was probably a week, but uh, every day after class, she would bring me over and she would show me, she would make little hash marks of every time I said, uh, every time I said like, and show me how good I was doing or how bad I was doing at keeping a sentence going uh, without doing that. Uh. <laughs> I backslid a lot, but, <laughs> but it was really, really the first time she did that was super uh, uncomfortable. And yeah, we had to in, in my preaching class, we had to videotape ourselves mm-hmm. and then we had to go back and critique and count how many times we did verbal tics. And it was always embarrassing. Uh, anyways um okay um uh, so uh back in spanish 101 again see this is why it's so hard to have a timeline here because it feels like we're just bouncing between all these different scenes and locales chang has a bit of i don't know it's a weird he's like insulting people in spanish sort of being racist about it and um this whole scene i guess is a way to say how like he and the, the reveal that he and Winger went out and everybody kind of figures it out. Now, Heather, now you get your line. Oh. You devious. You devious clump of overpriced fabric and hair product. Oh, Accurate. That needs, to be, that needs to be an official CR 101 t-shirt. It really does. <laughs> Let's make it. I also like you got a weird forehead. Yeah. They love to bag on Jeff's forehead in this show. Oh, it is not... It is not the last time they're going to be making fun of his forehead. And Jeff is deeply insecure about it, too, which is great. <laughs> so, it surely has another good line. He's speaking as one of the meek. As soon as I inherit the earth, you're a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. That's great. Oh, I missed that, too. That's brilliant. <laughs> I, I just laugh. You know, yay, Bible joke. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to use that someday. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, they turn, they turn on Jeff and... Jeff kind of stomps out of there. They, uh, they call him out on the fake outrage. Yeah, the fake outrage. What? And he still does it. He just, he just goes away. So, more Chang and Jeff bonding, but Chang this time has a complete breakdown and cuddles up with Jeff. I don't think there's a better way to put that. He just cuddles with Jeff. Jeff doesn't really like being cuddled with his professor, but... <laughs> You know, when somebody says, let me rest gently on her pecs, I guess you have to do it. <laughs> do you, though? All, yeah. All he's asking is for him to keep filling the void in Chang's soul. <laughs> That's a small, small ask. And it's hard to say no when they're saying, I want to die. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it does complicate on. things a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Notice that Jeff said he's still taking accounting with Whitman. Oh, he, yeah. does. He, he does. Bring he up mentions it. it. I'm like, I want to see more episodes of that class. We never get to see it. It's too bad. But he's getting his easy A there. So, and it's also worth mentioning. The scene opens. They are smoking cigars and laughing at their classmates' papers, <laughs> yep. which is just the most horrible thing. Now, Pierce is often worth laughing at, but 
just oh my god <laughs> what a you know what an ethical breach that's the most ridiculous thing to say about senior chang and jeff winger but still you don't want these two to be on the same team yeah because they're both amoral and that just makes it worse i see what you're saying so going into the study room everybody's grumpy pierce takes jeff's seat this is another i mean tack on another little micro subplot of pierce trying to become the new jeff that the seat has power so he sits there and he makes you know texts and he makes all these little snarky comments i don't know it felt like they just dumped it in there but i liked how britta was chewing on her pen i thought that was probably the best britta moment i didn't even notice it it was small i just liked how she was chewing on it it was funny uh, I feel like so, the, the Pierce sitting in Jeff's chair thing is like, it's one of those, it was almost a subplot, but they couldn't figure out how to expand it into a real subplot. So instead, yeah. they just kind of make it into a scene. And it's funny, and then we get to move on. And, I, and then we get to well, he, they, he brings it up at the end of the episode, and I honestly didn't even remember what he was talking about. I looked at my husband, what does he mean he knows his secret about the chair? It feels like it's not the last time they do this, too, that... There's another time that Pierce tries to get Jeff's chair, or talks about the chair. You be quiet, cat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are not part of this I have conversation. The cat. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Well, Chang can feed it whatever it has in its desk. I'm sure your cat would like that. It's not healthy for the kitty. <laughs> no. Whatever Chang has is really not fit for human consumption, much less an animal. Well, all of these different plot lines are now finally going into this montage, this collage of different little bits, and they're weaving it all together as Green Day comes out to perform. And everybody kind of boos them. But I wish they didn't, because still, that's cool. Like, I would still watch these guys. I don't it, know. Did you notice Starburns has a like weirdly huge ice cream sundae? No. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, it has an oversized bowl of ice cream. Uh, hmm. I don't. I don't even have any further comment on it. It's just really weird. That's that's your Brita chewing the pen moment. That's, exactly. Yeah, it's just a little thing. Okay. So they start playing the Irish version of somewhere out there, which is pretty jaunty. I like it. And I have to ask you a question. So I know. I understand for the purpose of the episode, they have to tie like tie all these loose ends together and everybody has their cathartic moment. It feels a little weird that they're having a campus concert at the same time that Shirley's class is meeting to do a presentation. I think all the classes would be out. Like That's why I have a hard time putting the timeline in this. Is this all at night now? Or we just Shirley has a nighttime class, which I guess is a thing, but... That's what I was assuming, was she had a nighttime yeah. class. Oh. That's a very good point. That's never occurred to me. It, yeah. So we've got we got Shirley doing her presentation, and Pierce is there. We've got the the dance. We have Troy and Abed singing together to hunt down Fievel. Uh Chang dancing with his wife, and and he does know, the MJ that? scream. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So let's talk about the scene. What did what did you guys like? I liked Shirley's spread. She had a great presentation, like, on the desk behind her. It looked really scrumptious. I don't know what Napster for Brownies is, but that looked really good. I have never noticed that there was a table behind her or that it had food on it. I was wondering where she got the brownie. Hmm. Well, oh, here's brownies. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just say I like everything about this scene. I think it's hysterical. I think they I, they match all three of the plot lines together really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I never really thought about the time difference, but I, I love the, the, the use of the song. I love that it's a weird cover of the song. I think everything about it is really funny. Uh, even, you know, again, Britta and Annie, although they don't have much to do, I like their reactions. I like everything about this scene. And it's all remarkably wholesome. Like, the, I love how pierce is like seems to be really genuinely helping a bit and actually just quietly helping he's not being very weird in this scene he's uh he's cheering he's, her on he's giving exactly, her pointers. yeah and yeah. then troy and abed uh 
when when Troy comes in with the song, it's like, oh, very sweet, very sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And the Changs, when they, they do their weird hug and kiss, I love it. I don't know why, but the way that they slowly and very theatrically wrap their arms around each other and, and go in for this weird smooch, it, <laughs> it, it makes me think of like Gomez and uh, Morticia in the Adams family anytime they got together. <laughs> I just wish we had seen Senora Chang a little bit more after this episode or at all. Mm. Kind of Kind of afraid that Chang did something to her and she's at the bottom of some lake. Wow, somewhere. way to go dark. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe that's why lakes aren't popular. <laughs> because they're filled with Chang's ex-wives. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, did, I come you back, one... I leave you guys alone for one episode. <laughs> one episode, and this it is... It got really happens. dark last time. There's <laughs> You guys... You've seen David Finch's Seven, right? This was... Oh. <laughs> Come on. Um, I I like when Chang gets up there and he does his little speech. If you notice on the side, you see the reworked Greendale posters with the capital G-R-E-E-N for Green Week. That's good because no one would have gotten it otherwise. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted a little shout out for Dean's, Dean Pelton's secretary, I guess, or assistant. I don't know if we ever see her again. I thought for a little bit role that she had here, she was kind of funny. She was a good straight person for his weirdness to play off of. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Also, like Abed, when he comes in for the final dance, he does this little weird jumping dance. And it's really charming. And I like him. (laughs) Annie and Troy are dancing right in the front of the stage there. And it is possibly the most awkward dance I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's a good sitcom trope too, right? And if you want everybody to be happy, or even a movie, you end on a dance, you end on a musical number, you make it really upbeat, and then people walk away going, wow, that was great. So maybe it was a horrible episode, Al, and we're just being tricked by a dance. <laughs> I am very gullible. I think I you're overthinking too. it. Mm. We've already talked about um, some of Troy's great screaming, but when that rat goes up his leg, <laughs> brilliant reaction. Yeah. I love the way <laughs> he, he yells he disgusting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then even it's even when they've got it back in the cage, he has to like shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> really nice. Good physical comedy. Oh, so good. I love the way when and he then... came in. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> I love the way when he came in to the song, he's like gritting his teeth a little bit, like not happy about this singing but i'm doing it <laughs> still beautiful singing of yes <laughs> yes voice of an we, angel we, gl- we glossed over it a little earlier but before the scene starts troy and abed like abed's legitimately angry at him in the yeah scene he before. is mm-hmm. and i don't think i've no i don't remember seeing that from him before this episode because and they have a little bit of a yeah we see we see troy still a little bit of a football jock in that he says uh, you know, other people are there for me. Mm-hmm. And, Troy, you know, so the growth here is that Troy realizes if he's going to be in a friendship, he needs to be there genuinely for somebody else and make that sacrifice of a rat up the trousers. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> sounds like a euphemism. Mm-hmm. It's not. Rat but it up the trousers. It's like it. a rat up the trousers. Mm. I don't so, enjoy seeing and- Troy and Abed like that. It makes me really just long for the future when they're going to become an inseparable pair. I don't like really seeing them even just have the, you know, low key fight that they have in this episode. Oh, I don't, don't want to see it. Agreed. Hugs, man. Hugs. (laughs) End credits here. We get, Hey, Thomas, it's okay because Troy and Abed are hanging out again and they're getting ready for a squirt gun battle. They have their giant super (laughs) soakers talking them up. And I, I got like little forward flash forwards to modern warfare with the whole paintball that's going to come later this season. Oh, yeah. uh, but they're they're talking up their their gear, and then Pierce comes in with one of those little dollar store squirters <laughs> that we all had as kids, which I love. And they they just kind of laugh at him, and he just doesn't say anything; just shoots him in the eye with pepper water. Who <laughs> puts pepper in water? I don't know, but he won. Like, Pierce won that battle right there. Massive <laughs> props to that man. But that was it. That was a good... If I was compiling, like, top ten Pierce moments in the show, 
that would be one of them right there. And it's another great moment for Troy to scream and writhe around. No. It's always funny. It's always funny. Truth. And did All we right, mention, just yeah. quickly, did we mention uh, Jeff's comeuppance that now he's got to write an essay uh, for Chang on taking advantage of the emotionally vulnerable, <laughs> which is going to be a complicated Spanish essay, but probably the most complicated of all those options. <laughs> Ch- Chang seems to pull those out of his uh, his butt pretty quickly. Pulls yeah. them out of his He's void. Got, his void. <laughs> Very good. Oh. And a I do like details to notice in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. In that same ending scene, Breda looks at Jeff and goes, you did that for us? And his response is, yeah, kinda. kind of. Kind of. That's pretty truthful, too, right? Yeah. Because if he said yes, he'd be a total liar. If he said no, he'd be a liar. Yeah, that's... I like that. That's a good response. Well, let's move on to the report card and give our rating for today's episode. On a scale from A to awesome. Wow, how was this episode to you guys? Uh, who was missing last week? Heather, you get oh, to go no, first. No, that was that other person. Remember? Mm. Yes. Um, She's now at the bottom of the lake, though. Wow. (laughs) Boy, it really doesn't take you guys long to just go completely dark, does it? It's okay. We'll we'll channel our throbbing cosmic. Oh no, I prefer that we can go back to the lakes. That's cool. I like that. The lake. Yeah, it's better. Um, I'm going to give it an A. I think they pulled together all these plots well. I didn't dislike like especially with pierce sometimes i just really don't even like watching him but i really enjoyed him in this episode especially him just helping sherry out so selflessly um surely even surely that too that that person also I liked Sherry in this. Yeah, episode. it was, it was a good. I th- in my opinion, maybe we the best. We didn't even talk about her. Maybe the best Why didn't Sherry we talk episode. About Sherry? <laughs> I don't know. It slipped her mind somehow. Um, so where was I? Justin, you meanie. Okay. Okay. It's an A. That's all I get to say. I guess uh, everything came to Oh, I really love the song. That's the thing I want to talk about the most. I really, I'm like Al. I love how they pulled that all together. I think that that really made it. Okay. Tom, uh, I might be the negative Nancy on this one. I'm I'm going to see because uh, I liked a lot of the little bits in this episode, but wish there was a more substantial plotline to latch onto. Uh, and I didn't. I wasn't a massive fan of the the Shirley one or the Arbed and Troy one. So it kind of left a lot of the episode. A little bit wanting for me. I, I feel like there's so many good bits in it. I love the montage at the end. I kind of think this episode, for me, is less than the sum of its parts in the end. So we'll see. Well, wouldn't the Sherry part bump it up to a B at least? <laughs> You've got me there. It's, it's an A. Come Yay! on. <laughs> no, it's a C. Oh. Well, the part where she skydived right through the the roof there and she she landed and did the fireworks display in the cafeteria where did they get the budget for that i don't know i don't know i thought they had just fixed that whole area up now she's messed it up yeah then she sung that adele song tears Mm -hmm. tears to my you know thomas i don't think you're gonna be odd man out uh i feel mostly the same way it (laughs) i mean objectively i look at it and i go it's a fine episode fine you know it's like when you can't think of a better compliment to hand something like it's it's solid it's not a bad episode but it's not very funny i think i laughed only twice and and i'm talking like things i found you know ha 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 that's kind of funny and you know this better not awaken anything in me was one of them so (laughs) it, it just wasn't they were trying to do so much with this episode they didn't really have time to sweeten up all of the different plot lines and really make them pop the way I was hoping. I do like the way it tied in together. I don't think that the episode fell apart at any point, which definitely would send it spiraling deep into D or even F territory. But I, it doesn't have a strong identity or a strong theme and it doesn't have strong laughs. So, you know, okay. Everybody learns a little something, but I'm going to see as well. Wow. All right, Al. Who are you going to kiss up to today? I'm with Heather. This episode's an A for me. Yeah. Wow. No. 
I really, really like this one. I think everyone in it is funny. I think I, I laughed in probably every scene. Um, I love the montage at the end. I mean, I just I think that it's like Thomas said. I think it, it's it's got like a sort of a weird wholesomeness to it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's still just it it pushes the borders of reality into ridiculousness. Um, I think you poked maybe a couple holes in it for me, but it does not change the fact that I love this episode, just top to bottom. I, th- I think you brought out several good points to it that I hadn't considered. And Darn right. The ice cream sundae was ice cream sundae on my on top of my ice cream sundae. So <laughs> thank you, Starburst, for that. Things to, t- things to watch when we go back and re- rewatch it 10 years from now. We're like, oh, remember when Al said that there was an ice cream sundae? Yes, this is what makes it worthwhile. This may be the most divisive episode we've ever covered so far in terms of how this shook out. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, it's Thomas and me versus Heather and Al. Who will win? Get wrecked. Brutal throwdown. <laughs> Cage match, two out of three falls. Yeah. Yes, who will get the ice cream sundae and who will end up on the bottom of the black, black lake? <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> That's it for today's community recording one community rewatching one oh one. I'm gonna say that forever. Cause I'm watching the word recording on the screen. That's that's why. It's my brain. It's messed up. Community rewatching one oh one was brought to you by mutant reviewers. Go check out mutant reviewers at mutantreviewers.wordpress.com. The word here, mutant reviewers. And you're going, what is that? It's a cult movie review site. We like stuff like community and other things. And you can check out our reviews. And you can also check out, we've got a link there to Thomas's YouTube channel. Encourage you to go check that out. Thomas has done recently great episodes such as The History of Fisher Price. Um, his, of course, notorious wrestling with six alligators at once in a farm there in Australia. And uh, what kind of koala milk to drink when you're dehydrated. Yeah, I've got all the tips, survival, um, preparing for the Mad Max apocalypse. Come on down, YouTube. <laughs> it's, an, it's, fun, it's a fun YouTube channel. You yeah. should go check it out. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at 101rewatching. And I'm, I'm always so excited because between shows, we see more and more people subscribe to us. So it's awesome. I, I go, oh, maybe they just discovered us. And it's fun. I and only just even, discovered us. So I'm excited. I'm now listening. I, I found the podcast. You, subscribed. You before? Downloaded. No, I just started listening. Good show. Oh, well, I've been listening wow. since the beginning, so I'm clearly a wow. bigger fan than you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Clearly. I think we even got a, a bit of mail. We could. <gasps> I'm trying to find it. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I lost oh, it. No. I'll find it again. Oh. I thought I shared it with you guys, and I can't. Maybe it went wherever we Al's Nicholson quotes went. He never got the Nicholson <laughs> quotes. What is your favorite Jack Nicholson movie? That would have been another good question to ask. That would have been a very appropriate question to ask. Few good men. I can't say anything wrong about that movie. I think I'll go with The Shining. Yeah. yeah. I'd go with The Shining too. Yeah, it just comes to mind. Uh, Few Good Men is probably more I watch more regularly, but Chinatown's really up there for me too. Ooh. I did find the note. It was from Tim M. Who said, I discovered the podcast and I am loving it. I'm new to the series only within the last year, but it's become not just a favorite, but a real comfort show. I watched the series through going on eight times now. Looking, Looking forward to every episode. Eight times in one year. Dang, you must. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot. That's cool. Do you guys have a comfort show you watch that many times in a year? Eight. All the way. Start I to- used to. I don't anymore. But Futurama was it for me for a long time. Ah, yeah. It's Doctor Who for me. I'm basically mm. always just rewatching Doctor Who episodes. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah. Good Good days. Nice. Yeah. Love me some Bob's Burgers. But it's it's weird when you get to a show where you're watching all the way through and it has a finale and it usually depresses you like, oh, it's over. So you've got to go back to the beginning and start mm-hmm. all over again because otherwise you're left in Chang's void <laughs> where hope, 
kind of a, a Nietzsche well of despair there. You need you need some hope and starting all over again. Well, uh, Have you guys? Do you guys know anybody who doesn't finish things because they don't want to deal with that? Yes, it's a real thing. Yeah, it, a friend of mine got to the end of the Dark Tower series, and there's a point where they tell you to stop reading, and he stopped reading for years. Oh, he refused to him. finish the last book. So after they, after they finally finished it, did they regret waiting? Um, I don't think so. You know, Let's I call them up right now. Yeah. Let's put them on the line. <laughs> Heather will play some hold music on her piano that she always threatens to bring out. I, <laughs> I do threaten. It, it's right beside it's me. Right beside me. Uh, someday. Come on. <laughs> just, I, I, I give you free liberty. If you ever want to just start playing on the podcast... We'll, we'll I, th- I think if I ever yeah. want to do that, we'll have to plan it because I don't know how the sound's going to carry through. Like, I don't mm. want it to blast everyone away or sound really weird. Okay. You could play us off, off stage if we're just babbling too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I did start trying to learn the little ditty that Pierce plays Annie off to in that one episode. I'm going to have that in my did you Did you write it down? or No, it's it's really simple. It's okay. it's really not very many notes at all. Well, I think we can go. Can we go? <laughs> I think we can go. Can we but thank you. I want to say thank up? you to Tim. That was so sweet. Yeah, thank you, Tim. And then, and anybody who wants to write into us, drop us a note at one hundred one rewatching. You know, we're just we've been doing this show for now uh, 10, 11 episodes, and we haven't heard back from a lot of people. We know people are listening. We'd love to hear from you guys. Just to let us know, you don't have to really, you you don't have to write twenty pages on butt kissing. We, we're just <laughs> not asking that. We're asking just to let us know what do you like about the show, or just to let us you know say, hey, I am listening, and keep up the good work. And man, the owl guy sure sounds like a hunk of beef. Come on, guys, let yeah, us awaken whatever. something. They're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs>